0: Welcome to the Art and Joe podcast. You're listening to Memories, part of a collection of music available at www.bensound.com. I'm Lannon Thomasma, owner and operator of Art and Joe, still Missouri's own little coffee shop. In these files, you'll find a collection of sermons, devotions, stories, and musings, whatever happens to be on my heavily caffeinated mind. I hope you might find something useful somewhere in there. I read an article recently. Apparently, in the days following the last election, a writer had called a plumber to fix some sort of problem. The plumber was friendly, courteous, and did his work well. But the entire time he was there, the writer was gripped by an overwhelming fear of the man. The plumber didn't seem as upset by the election results as the writer had been, so the writer assumed he'd voted for the other candidate. How could he have let such evil into his home? Who knows what awful, hideous things this man might do to him? This man, whom the writer described as a perfectly nice guy and a consummate professional. Sir Roger Scruton describes that as oikophobia, or the fear of the fellow humans around you. It put me in mind of a sermon I gave at my home church back in March of 2016. The story is that of Zacchaeus, a man we all assume we know. The title is, Lord Love Tax Man. In the Orthodox Church, it's traditional to talk about Zacchaeus the week before Ash Wednesday. And I think it's a good day to focus on one of the least loved people in the Gospels. So, let's take a look at Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. He, Jesus, entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him, because he was going to pass that way. Now, Zacchaeus is one of those people we think we know everything about. I mean, we all know the song, right? Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in the sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. We've all sung that as kids in Sunday school. So just from that song, we know that Zac was short, and that he was healthy enough to climb trees. And it's a good start. We also know that he was a rich tax collector, and that made him hated in the community. Now, folks didn't hate Zacchaeus just because he was rich. Jesus had to address the attitude people had of being too impressed by rich people. Paul had to address it even more strongly, since many of the early churches still tended to welcome in the rich while shoving the poor out of the way. So, no, it wasn't his money that made people hate him. It was how he made his money. Let's face it, nobody loves the tax ban. That's why we don't have tax collectors anymore. We just have the money taken away before we can see it. And then if there's too much taken away, we get some back, and that makes us inexplicably happy. But that's today. In the Roman world, taxes worked differently. Romans, as a rule, liked money, and liked the things that made the money. They liked war, so long as war was lucrative. The main way of making money from war was through plunder and selling captive enemies as slaves. Any war that provided those two opportunities was a war that made Romans happy. And any war that didn't provide them, such as the slave revolt led by Spartacus, made the Romans irritated. Roman provinces were a little different. The main way of making money in a province was through plunder and taxation, Plunder involved finding some nice pieces of classic art and then leaning on the owners thereof to give them to you as a gift. Now, Judea was one of the poorer provinces of the Roman world at the time. They didn't have much in the way of art because of the Jews' prohibition against graven images. And the people didn't have much to be taxed either. A lot of the wealth of the province was wrapped up in the temple. And the Romans, who put a certain emphasis on respecting foreign religions couldn't plunder that unless there was an open rebellion to crush. Now, later on, they got their rebellion, and they did plunder the temple, but at this point, the best they could do was tax an already poor people, and that made the Romans irritated. Zacchaeus was the middleman in all of this, and tacking on a significant overhead to the taxes he raised for Rome had made him a rich man. Now, everybody has to sleep at night, even tax collectors, and if Zacchaeus ever had doubts about his profession, One rationale that might have helped him sleep was that the taxes he collected at least kept the Romans from being any more brutal and annoying than they already were. Still, that was a cold comfort to the people of his community. They only knew that Zacchaeus took their money, and the amount of it he got to keep made him richer than they were. So they had some valid reason to dislike Zacchaeus. But we see in Luke that Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus. He was even willing to go to some extremes to see Jesus— Climbing trees is not something for a chief of the Bureau of Roman Tribute Collection to be seen doing, (laughs) particularly in a time when everyone wore robes. Picture that for a second. Ken Bailey, in his book The Cross and the Prodigal, makes the point that a man's dignity was very important in the Middle East. It was considered a humiliating thing for a man to even hike up his robes and run. How much more demeaning is it for a man, a wealthy government official no less, to climb up into a tree like a ten-year-old... But that's exactly what Zacchaeus did. Listen, when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and said, He's gone to be the guest of one who's a sinner. So, Jesus spots him in that tree, and what does he say? Come down, for I must stay at your house today. Now, I have looked at 24 translations of verse 5, and you know what? Every single one of them uses the same word. I must stay with you. Not I'd like to, not I want to, not how's about putting me up for the night. I must. There's no question here. God's got work to do, and it's Zacchaeus' turn. Come down. We've got stuff we have to do. And how did people react? Well, if your favorite celebrity came to town and picked out the absolute least qualified candidate to host him for the evening, how do you think you'd feel? Obviously, Jesus is making a big mistake here, and everybody knew it. But you don't just tell someone of that stature that he's pulled a boner. You have to show him how wrong he's being. You you illustrate it. You discuss it loudly with your neighbor. We have Facebook for that now, but back then they just had to project really loudly. Now Zacchaeus does something that stands out, and it's at this point that our English translations do us a bit of disservice. Your pew Bibles put it this way. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Now the disservice is this. This statement may not be in future tense. This is how the English translation of the Aramaic text puts it. Then Zacchaeus rose and said to Yeshua, Behold, my Lord, I give half my wealth to the poor. And anything that I have seized, I repay fourfold to every man. You see the difference here? How you read that colors everything we know about Zacchaeus. And depending on what translation you use, you'll find it both ways. So, what difference does it make? What's the difference between I'm going to do this good thing and I'm doing this good thing right now? The way I read it, in a crowd full of people who are convinced of this man's lack of worth... Zacchaeus decides to stand up for himself now I've got a theory a thought experiment remember back a couple of weeks ago when we read from Luke chapter 5 John preached in the wilderness that the kingdom of God was near he called upon people to prepare the way for the Lord make the rough road smooth the crooked way straight and what does it say in verse 12 even tax collectors came to be baptized and they asked him teacher what should we do He said to them, collect no more than the amount prescribed for you. Even tax collectors. Do you think Zacchaeus might have been among them? Why not? One way or the other, I think this is where Zacchaeus is coming from. He wants Jesus to know that whatever people may say about him, he's been at work trying to set things right. He's even going back into his records to see if people got a fair shake. And if they didn't, he's making it up to them. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and save the lost. And then Jesus went on and told a story. As they were listening to this, he went on to tell a parable. So says the scripture. And what was the story? It was the parable of the talents. The story of three servants who were given each ten pounds of money to care for while their master was away. A story about two men who applied what they were given in preparation for their master's return and one man who took what he had and hid it away. This is the story Jesus tells to a crowd who has just been caught complaining about a lost child of Abraham being found. This is the pattern we see time and again from Jesus. Wherever he was, he would take time to point out the people who were doing the work of God. You think he chose Zacchaeus at random or or just because he saw him up in a tree? He chose him because out of all the people gathered in Jericho that day, Zacchaeus was actually doing something to prepare for the kingdom of God. Now we judge by appearance. We see the rich and think alternately that they're wise and successful or that they're evil and greedy. We see the poor and think that they're lazy and shiftless. We hand out black hats and white hats. We look at fashion, skin color, hair or lack of hair, manners, clothes, possessions. We look at anything that we can see and use it to explain who a person is. And Jesus said to him, Today, salvation has come to this house because he also is a child of Abraham. Zacchaeus' work paid off, his investment brought fruit. He paved the way for salvation, and salvation made his way to him. For the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. Jesus came to seek out the faithful. A tax collector with faith. A Roman centurion with faith. A Samaritan town with faith. Lepers, sick women, cripples with faith. The Son of Man comes among those who profess faith to seek out the truly faithful. Amen. You've been listening to the Art and Joe podcast. You can find Art and Joe at 105 East Main Street in Steelville, Missouri, in the heart of the Ozarks. Just look for the big yellow sign that says you need a cup of coffee. You can visit our website at artandjo.ntoons.com. That's art a n d at n t w o n z dot com. Or drop by our Facebook page at facebookcom artandjo Thank you for listening, and God bless.